Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Gradless, and this is one of our bite-sized Bible studies where we spend just a few minutes together in God's Word, activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. As always, my hope for you is that this is not the totality of your prayer and meditation and reading for the day, but really that this serves as a catalyst, that this serves as a, a jumping-on point for you to get into the Word, pray through it, read through it, talk to God about it, and really fill your soul with an in-depth Bible study. Uh, today we are going to continue through uh, the story of Jesus' last week on earth, Holy Week, Easter week, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we're going to look at a passage that's found in John chapter 13. And we're going to skip a bit. We're going to start in John 13, 31, and then we're going to jump to John 14 just for a little bit. And so uh, the setting for everybody to, to kind of get the, the view is this is after the meal. Right? They've sat down, they've had their their last supper together as they celebrate the Passover. Uh, Jesus knows it's his last supper. The disciples do not. And as they come to the end of this meal, in John chapter 13, verse 31, Jesus says this. Uh, so when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Uh, then in 36 through 38, there's this little you know talk with Peter about how he's going to deny him. And then in verse 14, chapter 1, or chapter 14, verse 1, it kind of picks up this thought of, of how the disciples are processing the fact that Jesus is about to leave. And, and I think it's important for us to recall, as we've talked about all week long, well, many of the disciples understood that Jesus was the Messiah. Their view of being the Messiah was so unbelievably different than God's concept. They still had this belief of this military political leader who was going to come in, reinvigorate the nation of Israel, overthrow the Romans, set up a political kingdom. And so... For them, when they hear that Jesus is going to depart, when Jesus is going to die, it, it doesn't make any sense to them. How, how can that be? If you're the Messiah and this is the game plan, it doesn't seem to fit. And so in John 14, Jesus comforts them. And I think these are great words, not just to the disciples in this moment, but I think they're great words to any of us when we are in a situation where we don't understand what we're about to face. When we feel like we're lost, when we feel like we're surrounded by darkness, when we feel like we don't know the way out, I think these are great words for us to hold on. So in John chapter 14, it says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, know in the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I think, brothers and sisters, that's, that's that peace we've got to hold on to. The older I get, the more... I journey with the Lord along this path, the more I realize 
I have no concept of what the future holds. Uh, there are many things that are my normal right now that had two, three months ago, you told me this would have been the situation I would be sitting in in 2020. I would have told you were crazy. I would have told you were a fool. I would have told you there's no way that was going to happen. And yet here we are. All those things are real. We're sitting in this surreal environment where, where nothing feels uh, normal or real. But it is. And in those moments, what we have to do is stop looking at everything around us and just look to the Lord. Right? Thomas listens to what Jesus is saying about this place that he goes to prepare to and how he's going to come back to him. And Thomas's question is, well, I, I, don't, I don't even know where that place is, let alone how to get there. And Jesus goes, don't worry about those things. You know the way, Thomas. I am the way. I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. And so when I look at something like this, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know how bad it will get. We don't know how it will change the future. We don't know how it will impact our lives. A lot of them, we're, we're concerned it won't be in good ways. But you know what you do know? Is you may not know where this ends, but you do know who the Lord is. And you do know that He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And if you lock your eyes on Him, and you tune your ears to His voice, and you set your heart on a path of loving obedience to Him, it will all work out. It will all work out. I'm reminded of when, when Peter walks on water. Right? Remember, Jesus walks on water, and then Peter says, Lord, if that's you, call me out. I want to do this too. And Peter walks out on the water. And as long as Peter's eyes are focused on the Lord, he glides right along the surface of that water just like Jesus. It's not until he takes his eyes off the Lord. It's not until he loses contact with the Father and starts to look at the waves around him, at the, the thunder and the lightning, the storm and the wind. Not until he takes his eyes off of the Lord and focuses only on the environment. It's only then that fear sinks into his soul and he begins to sink. And I think that's what you and I have to remind ourselves in these moments. Back then, what Jesus was about to go through made no sense to the disciples and it was going to be uglier, more painful and more fearful than they could have ever imagined. But ultimately, God took that darkness and turned it into light. And that Friday, which to them was so painful, and is still to us to this day, instead, though, still became Good Friday because it's the day our sin was put to death, that Jesus' blood came to wash us clean. And so I encourage you, brothers and sisters, just like he was able to turn darkness into light back then, he can do the same today. We just have to keep our focus on the Lord. We need to think not about the journey, not about what we don't know, not about any of all these millions of questions there are no answers to. We need to simply remember, I know who the Lord is. And if I know who the Lord is, I know the way, I know the truth, and I know the life. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I pray that you will have a day tomorrow that is just focused on the Lord, his sacrifice, his love for you, and how blessed we are to have a Savior like him. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. May God bless you and use you well. We'll see you soon.